0: I feel like we can run the table, I really do. It just takes one, we get one under our belts, things might start all for us and we can run the table. Boom! Welcome to the Run the Table podcast preseason. is it preseason now or are we going main season? It's the season one preview. No, it's week preview. one. Anyway. It's, week, it's week one. It's week one. Fuck it. We are week, week one. We're live. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is the podcast where we review and preview any happenings in the fantasy football space we shine a special and accusatory light on our own personal league and joining you today will be aaron myself Ooh. benson and uncle bobby b we have a full team full team Ooh, boys whoop. are we ready are we ready? It's week one. Bob. Are you yes. ready? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. News yes. for this week. Let's quickly run through. So, Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints are apparently extremely close to a lucrative contract extension, as per Adam Schefter. Um, so, they're hoping to get that deal done. Do we think that's going to uh, affect the fantasy outlook for Kamara? Do you reckon he'll have like a, a deal dip after he gets that big money?
1: Ooh, I never thought about that. I, I was—I thought you were going to say like—is it going to affect this season based on you know the fact he hasn't signed and it affects his trust? But I didn't think about the kind of post-post money. I don't need to work anymore. Kind uh, of attitude.
2: I, I don't think so. I think he'll be. I th- I think. I think for a, a brief moment, I had a glimmer of hope that maybe my late Latavius Murray pick was going to be an absolute worldie. But uh, I think actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually, nah, I think I think Kamara's going to be there and it will be business as usual for him and I think I think more it will be just about him staying healthy uh, this year. But um I think I think everyone's everyone's happy Kamara's there. People who drafted him should be should be happy.
1: Yeah, the boy just rides out uh, injections in the spine as well. They mean nothing. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> mad. Just gets them every year. Wow. Well, it's like Christmas. Fingers crossed they uh, <laughs>
0: come to a deal soon before this uh, this week one. Moving swiftly on, we've got James Robinson announced Who? as top-of-the-deck yeah, job yeah. for the Jaguars. <laughs> 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 ah, makes sense. makes sense. And in other news, uh, Janie McKissick announced as running back one for the Washington football team. So two relatively solid running backs, I guess we can say.
1: All I've got to say on this is this just proves how completely... Complete and utter bullshit and useless. Those depth charts are like yeah. they're a list made by PR people. Um, and one of the funny things I saw this week was that Dallas released their first depth chart. Dallas released their first depth chart. Who do you think the tight end was?
2: Surely it should. Was it
1: Blake? Was it not You'd Blake? You think Jarwin? it was Blake Jarwin, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, it was, was Jason Witten.
3: Oh fuck off!
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they released the second one, and it only had ten players. amazing good (laughs) it's a bold strategy Cotton
2: yeah 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 no I I agree with you like it's interesting and hey if you're desperate for a running back like you know a lot of those guys aren't going to be owned so as we've seen in in, leagues that we're in those players are going to get picked up but I think realistically it's going to be wait and see what happens week one because a lot of these coaches and teams are just going to go with you know whoever performs and go with a hot hand Mm. I'm not... Was was James Robinson
0: not high on your uh, draft board, Bobby? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Right up there. No. God. James Robinson. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think I had myself higher than James Robinson on my
0: draft board. (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: Not your knees. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no. And the final piece. (laughs) The final piece of news we got this week is Hopkins getting paid, boy. So he is now... The highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history, which you know, if, you, if we're going off of what Aaron thinks of him, just a possession receiver. That's you know, does he deserve <laughs> that money, Lindley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. Don't yeah, think He does. Yeah, And got paid, <laughs> and he
2: negotiated no. it himself as well. Yeah, he saw yeah, that. What's the GM? Yeah, man, go Hopkins. nah no, nah, man, again. that's good. It's good. And um, I think it just, uh, you know, like fantasy wise, it just, it it, re- re- it renews that that thought that I think most of us had in that, yeah, you know, the, the they see him as as the next Larry Fitzgerald or whatever. He's going to be a, a cardinal for a while, and he's obviously <coughs> going to be he's going to be the focus of that offense. I think.
1: say so.
0: do you reckon it's hard to negotiate your own deal? Uh, I mean, we yes. do it with
1: trades, don't we? We don't have like external lawyers who make our trade our external agents who help us trade in fantasy leagues
2: i mean i don't know uh i think the money bit is is slightly more straightforward i think the difficulty with these things is, is all that all the all the random language the offset language the injury guarantees all that all those little bits and pieces that you know I, I mean i wouldn't have a clue i imagine your average player wouldn't have a clue and all that stuff you need to get checked um because it might be like, it's yeah, like, they I'm might worth sign
0: million. Yeah,
2: I'm Yeah, I'm worth loads of money. Oh, shit, I had this random clause where if I got caught going out partying once, they void everything or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, you've been watching so, the world um... too much, I think, Bob's. <laughs> my when, when I make it.
0: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Did you see? Um, did you see the picture of him like smiling, but he's got his COVID mask on, so you, you can just see his eyes like slightly <laughs> <high>. <laughs> eyebrows raised. He's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds
1: me of that uh, scene from Friends where Joey's like smiling, frowning, smiling, frowning. Like, <laughs> I might not get that reference, but
0: <laughs> right, let's move on to our matchup previews for the week. So. So this is going to be the section each week where we run through, we take a look at the fantasy games within our league that are coming up. We're going to break down what we think the closest matchup is going to be, what we think the biggest blowout is going to be, and then who we think is going to get the upset of the week.
1: Ladies and gentlemen! Ladies and gentlemen!
0: Linley, do you want to take us through or outline the closest match of the week?
1: Yeah, so the closest matchup this week we have all decided as a as a three is Liam Emmett versus Thomas Solon. So we've got the uh, we've got the Cleveland Steamers, which is a late name change uh, from from <laughs> manager Emmett versus Solon Sloshers, uh, back for a second year, I guess, with the name. A classic, yeah. Slutterers. Currently the teams are set, and I think the best way to do this is to go through the positional battles. So we've got we've actually got the, the real life matchup of Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. So Tampa versus New Orleans. And I think I'm mm. I'm going to give the nod to Drew there. That's on Emmett's team. I think New Orleans are going to beat them quite convincingly. that Tampa team strikes me as a team that is going to take some time to to get into the swing of things. And it's going to be a slow developer for Brady. I mean, by the end, I think it'll be good, but early doors, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then we've got a flashback to about six years ago. We've got uh, Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. <laughs> uh, I mean, who cares? I think both of those two, two teams are pretty average. They're, they're both playing relatively good defences as well. I think Gurley might be more involved because it'll be more of the passing game probably against Seattle. And we've got the big guns, Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Yes, that's the matchup. That's what we pay to see, really, isn't it? But Denver have just lost Von Miller. He's out for the season, so I think that helps Derrick Henry in this matchup. Mm. And the Raiders actually, sneakily, had a top 10 run defense last year, which I I didn't have a clue was going to be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But supposedly it is. You think your boys are going to hold him? (laughs) Yeah. I think I think we might do okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then the receivers. Ah, you've got Emmitt's got Julio and and Tommy's got DeAndre Hopkins. I don't don't fancy either of those two this week. Julio comes up against Quinton Dunbar, who is um, PFF graded as I think the second best man cover corner in the NFL, yeah. which is interesting. And Hopkins don't fancy him against Sherman.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that Niner defense is going to be
1: good again this year.
2: I don't know if they'll repeat the dominance of last year, but they're still going to be good. And I think I think Sherman's a good matchup for Hopkins as well, in terms of like speed,
1: size, and stuff. Exactly, that's that's, that's the perfect thing that yeah. Hopkins uh, that Sherman relies on, isn't it? He likes those kind of slower, stronger receivers. Hmm. Cooper versus Devonte Parker. Um, I mean, Devontae Parker might not even play. Cooper, <laughs> if he has to come up against Jalen Ramsey, is is good for about two points. So. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen there? Um Zakert versus TJ Hawkinson, I think I think Zach Erd's is quite comfortably better there. Um, I think that's the first
0: clear cut
1: clear cut player, right, with an advantage. Literally, yeah. And and maybe Drew Brees. Um now you've got the flex. Looking down Emmett's team, I think there's one player that he could put in his flex um over Raheem Mosa, which is currently there. And then Tommy's Tommy's sitting with Sony Michel, and I again I think he can Monopolised from some of the players that are on his bench. There's a couple of guys on his bench that I I feel would be a better choice than Sony Michel.
2: Agreed.
1: But
0: are you going to verbalise those, or is that that, that's collusion? Is it?
1: No, I guess guess not. I mean, yeah, the guy that I think Liam should play in flex is in my start of the week later, so maybe not that one. But yeah, I think Tommy, I think T Y Hilton or Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram's Mm. the play there.
0: Yeah. I mean, start playing him whilst you can, right? I think towards the end of the season, the split might change. So
1: get him while you can. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, NFL currently has that matchup ranked at uh, 101 to 98, which is quite tight. Um, We know never to believe thoroughly in projections because uh, it could (laughs) lead you down a bit of a merry chase. Mm. Who do we think is actually going to get the nod then?
0: You think the steamers are going to take him? I think so. I think they'll edge it out.
1: I think what it hinges on for me is: Will Amari Cooper play in the slot? Where over the you know the past year he's actually been dominant. Uh, the the mm. games when he generally plays better, he seems to be moved around a lot and played in the slot. Um last year he played when he played against Jalen Ramsey strictly from outside. He, I think, he caught four catches for something silly like twenty yards. So yeah, if but they was play it? Cooper in.
2: Was it two years ago or three years ago where he just got absolutely destroyed on press against press coverage, like every time?
1: But, yeah. yeah, same same that, as last year. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that game looks like it could be a huge score. So um, I think if, if if Emmett plays my start of the week and Cooper kind of gets moved into into the slot a bit more, then I think Emmett will take that. Nice.
0: Moving on to the biggest blowout of the week, Bobs, Do you want to uh, take us through who we've got upcoming for this one?
2: Yeah. So, so, so our big blowout this week, we, we we've got the matchup between uh, Theo and uh Sir Toby of Loxley, Who are oh. two two previous top competitors. So, um, I think I think these boys probably aren't aren't going to be too happy about this one. But we we reckon that. Theo is going to smash this one uh, against um, Toby. David. I know mm-hmm. against Toby, the most consistent man in fantasy. God's um, gift to
1: fantasy football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> self
0: self proclaimed.
2: It's I mean like it's uh, it's it's an interesting. I don't know do 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 we want to run through all the positions again? Um, I think I think QB wise, I think to be fair, I think QB wise they've both got they've both got some some decent matchups. Um I like Dak a lot. I like I had Dak last year. I, I think Dak again is is gonna have a good year this year. Um but Josh Allen again, is high scoring is,
1: matchup isn't it that one Dallas yeah, yeah.
2: It is. But then Josh Allen is is also a good fantasy QB and he's playing the Jets. So um I think he's gonna he's gonna put up some points this game. He's gonna be he's gonna be raring to go and he's gonna rack up some rushing yards and probably Get a few more rushing TDs this year as well, so I reckon he'll he'll get off to a good start. Um, but Ooh, it might be close. potentially a turdy. Yeah, but um, but but it might be close. I think the QB matchups actually
1: probably pretty close. But um,
2: but as you go, as you get further down,
1: agreed. I I, I mean I think actually generally Josh Allen might might not score even what he's projected mm. there because I just feel like the Jets are going to be so bad that yeah. Allen's. I mean Allen might even only play a half. Um, yeah, you think
3: so?
2: <laughs> um, the running back matchup—we've got we've got two two studs there: Dalvin Cook and against Saquon. Um, which, uh, like, it, it it it's tough in some ways. But Saquon I mean, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's that's, that. mm, that's the thing. It's like you obviously you got to play Saquon. You're going to play him every week. Um, and and all the reports that we've heard that that is healthy and he's back. You know, back to being back to being the way he should be. But um yeah, that's a tough that's a tough first game. I don't think the Giants are gonna do well against Pittsburgh generally, so I can't see him putting up many points. But um but then again, I'm sure Saquon's pretty game script proof. Like he's not gonna come off the field and they'll throw it to him on the downs and stuff. So he will get some he will get some points. But but yeah, I think um I think like like the NFL matchup has got has got Cook and Barkley pretty pretty close there, and I do think that it's not going to be that close. I think I think Cook is going to rack up some more points. Yeah, especially yeah, seeing
1: they're... how leaky Green Bay's D was last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, next one up, you got you got Carson against Sanders. Oh, this one's tough. It depends how healthy Miles Sanders is. Um, I think I think Chris Carson's a good start, but. Um, Sanders. Go- it's, I mean, he, he's going to play, but
1: I'm still backing Carson all the way there. I think. Yeah, um, Atlanta's defense is terrible, and Washington have actually got a sneakily good uh, front seven.
2: Yeah, that's true. Fair. So yeah, so we go so we're edging again, edging Theo's way, mm-hmm. and then uh, digs against Beckham. I don't know. I, I'm 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 off Odell Beckham this year. I don't know what you think, Aaron.
1: Yeah, me too. And he's playing uh, Marlon Humphrey, who. Was oh the yeah. Top ranked man coverage corner last year. So I think mm. Odell's gonna struggle this week and I think Stefan Diggs against I mean I couldn't name a Jets starting defensive player, never mind a cornerback. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think good point.
1: Stefan Diggs is gonna take them to town. And Stefan Diggs is is real
2: good. And I think, I think he's, he's yeah, he's gonna do he's gonna do well in Buffalo. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be good to see him get out there and show us stuff. And then we've got uh, then you've got Tyreek Hill against DJ Moore, and as much as I like DJ Moore this year, I do, um, but I think I think the Chiefs are going to come out all guns blazing opening (laughs) game, like 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 I I mean like like we're coming to start of the week later, like unofficial start of the week, start all Chiefs players, um, Mm. not that you mean everyone's going to be doing that anyway, but yeah, I think I think they're going to be fired up and. Pat's going to come out slinging and Tyreek Hill's going to definitely smash it. Agreed. Tight end wise. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, NFL's, so we've got Hayden Hurst against, against Andrews. Theo's got Hurst. NFL's got Hurst ranked, like, like predicted, projected quite low there. But I, I think Hayden Hurst is, is going to have a good year. I know a lot of other, listening to a lot of other fantasy podcasts and, and pros and a lot of other people seem to think the same thing. Um, and he he's gonna do well. Like like Matt Ryan likes targeting the tight end and Hayden Hurst is a is a solid tight end and it's not you know, he's it's, it's not gonna be star studded or anything, but he'll rack up some decent points. Mm. Andrews, oh, I don't know. I think he's obviously a real good tight end, but is he gonna repeat the performance of last season? Hard to say. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, think I don't you can know see some yeah. touchdown
1: regression in that respect. Mm. Um, and like so I don't mean, know if the
2: Ravens are just going to come out and try and do the same thing again, or whether are they going to, you know, they're going to have to mix it up because you know, the NFL's always changing. Defenses are going to be on the lookout for some of the stuff they were doing last year.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Uh,
2: last up, Flex Landry against Gallup. Uh, Jarvis Landry is going to get going to get his. I mean, um, I I don't think the Browns are going to are going to win that game, but they'll. They'll have to keep throwing, and it will probably go to him. <laughs> and um, as much as I do, I like Gallup. I, I'm not sure about him at the moment, only because there's so many people to throw the ball to on that Cowboys offense, and I don't, I don't know where the targets are going to go. I don't know how you've got the projections split up, Aaron, between between Cooper, Gallup, and and C.D. Lamb. But yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: I think it's all going to be pretty close. My thought process generally, I think actually Gallup is going to. Maybe this is a bold prediction. I don't know, but I think Gallup will get targeted more this year than Amari Cooper, uh, and I think CD Lamb kind of hangs around the, the 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 fifty sixty catch kind of range, which is you know which is pretty decent for a rookie. Yeah, for a rookie, um, it's real good. Yeah. But nice. Th- this this has been specific, this is the second highest. Um, has got the second-highest over-under points total mm-hmm. in Vegas. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if Gallup actually has a, has a pretty big game there.
0: Yeah. One thing I was going to say before we, we move on is that, and Lindley, I don't know if you've got any insider information on this. I know that Toby didn't draft a kicker. He still hasn't picked one up. Do we know whether <laughs> he is going <laughs> to drop any of his beloved uh, bench players
1: for a mm. kicker? I sure he will. Yeah, if I was him, I'd I'd drop Zach Moss. I think. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That's definitely helpful. But... <laughs> Me too. Definitely,
2: you should drop. Top tip: drop Zach Moss. No. Um, <laughs> you can yeah
0: you can no. trade for my kicker if you want, Toby.
2: Um, it's not like I I normally wouldn't bother talking about defenses, but it's quite interesting in this matchup that um you've got you've got your top two defenses from last year. Pats and Niners on on Slowly each of these teams, but I don't I don't think it's worth chatting about because I think the Niners' defense is going to be a bit of shit
1: this year. Yeah, <laughs> not the Niners,
2: like, the Pats. I love the Niners; their defense is going
1: to rule again. But. <laughs> I think Juju's a play here as well. I think Juju, you should play Juju and slot over Jarvis Landry and take advantage of that pretty shoddy Giants defense.
0: Yeah, like it. And the last preview game we've got of the week is the upset of the week. And we've got our own Uncle Bobby B versus DC. So we've got yeah, One yeah. Punch Manning versus the Dom Chow fantasy team. Very uh, very solid <laughs> strong, name there, DC. Strong, strong name. Up first in the QB battle, we've got Mr. Newton versus Kyler Murray. How are we, uh, we thinking Newton's going to take this one? Bobby, what's your thought process here? I know you like him for the year.
2: Uh, I do like him I do like him he was he was he was a uh, a waiver wire pickup for me uh and I I think he's gonna be good I won't spoil too much because uh I am gonna talk about him a little bit later Ooh. but um I think mm-hmm. Kyle is good though is, uh, both both these QBs are gonna rack up some rushing yards so um it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see I think I think that might be the uh the deciding
1: factor you're not worried about Miami's revamped defense no and They've all got nah. revenge games against New England as well.
2: I know they do, but I think um, I, th- I think I would be later in the season. But I think I think first game of the season, I'm back in Belichick and and a tasty game plan that he will have worked up. And I think uh, I think he's going to come out looking to prove a lot of people wrong. So yeah. Um, yeah, not that I'm a massive Pats fan or anything, but I think I do think that at least early in the season, I think they're gonna they're gonna do okay. And then I reckon maybe they might fall off a clip a bit. But
1: it's funny how there's so much more of a likable team now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> split up Brady and Belichick and everybody's like, oh they're not too bad.
0: <laughs> so we think Kyle is gonna struggle there against that 49ers defense. We we got Newton kind of maybe taken off against Miami. Uh we've then got the uh, running back tandem of Connor and Jonathan Taylor on Bobby's side versus that renowned duo, AD All Day <laughs> and Aaron Jones. <laughs> so I think we can we can tell which way it's going to slide here. The only thing I'd say is that depending how that Colts backfield plays out, we'll see who's going to take the uh, the major split of the. Um, of the snaps there.
1: See, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too worried with that. I think Mackle. I think Mackle start. I think this is. I think I'd say this is one of the weeks in the first, you know, four maybe five that you can actually start Jonathan Taylor and feel relatively comfortable about. I <laughs> mean that that defense yeah. has been gutted in Jacksonville, and it's like they've got such a good offensive line in Indy. Um, this is one of the weeks I think Taylor will have. I think both Taylor and Mack will have standalone value. Mm. And like I think Connor. I think Connor could. Potentially be the RB one this week against the Giants.
2: Yeah, nice. it's a good matchup, and and I will mention that you know, Dom Dom has been slightly unlucky with his running back selections, and that both Adrian Peterson and his other choice Leonard Fournette were released by their respective teams shortly before the start of the season. But yeah,
0: now I'm I'm gonna cautiously optimistic back my guys. <laughs> Uh up in the wide receiver battle we got Brandon Cooks and Tyler Lockett on Bobby Side versus Devontae Adams and Calvin Ridley. Um what are we thinking love, there?
1: Love Tyler Lockett this week. They've that matchup is incredible. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both have insane matchups against Atlanta this week. They're, they they have really no one at cornerback um except for this new guy from Clemson, A.J. Terrell, I think, who's uh, he had a good, he had a good old um, pick of Matt Ryan in training camp that got caught on camera. But <laughs> I yeah, I don't fancy him against <laughs> Metcalf. First play, he's there, uh, staring down DK Metcalf. I don't really fancy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is a bit dodgy.
2: Yeah, I, I'm slightly worried about Brandon Cooks. I think um, I don't know,
1: mysterious.
2: Uh, Injury news coming out of coming out of Houston with him. I I, I like I like the season long outlook for him, but um, yeah, a bit concerning for for game one because no one seems to, he's not training at the moment, and no one seems to be saying why. But um, I'll keep we'll keep a close eye on that as we as we run up. I think I think Dom's receivers are both solid, um, and we'll we'll put up points. But um, I think I I guess the matchups in theory probably aren't aren't as good, but but then again they're both good
1: players, so. You need to weather the storm, don't you? Really? You just need your running backs to get. Are you white? Like, you just need Brandon Cooks to get like five, six points, maybe. And yeah. Like, done that position. Good.
0: Keep taking over. They'll hide you over. And then in the tight end battle, we've got John Woo versus Noah Fant. And both, I think, relatively low scoring there. You know, kind of match matchups, but we'll see what they do. And then in the flex, we've got Anthony Miller versus Keenan Allen.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Miller and the flex is uh is a rough play, Bobby. But I d no might... I, I don't have much choice. The, my team
2: is not stacked. Um and Trubisky being announced as the starting QB has has made me question that decision greatly, oh, and that might hmm. that might change. Um we'll see. We'll see. Like you say, I haven't got much choice at the moment based on my fairly pathetic bench. So um <laughs> I'll just have to roll the dice hope for That's a touchdown fair.
1: yeah I think Detroit could be sneaky good against the past this, this like this season you know having drafted Jeffrey Acuda and then bringing in Desmond Trufant from Atlanta it's actually I think it's better than it was it was better than it was last year and it's kind of making me second guess Alan Robinson and whether I should start him in this league but hopefully Anthony Miller can take advantage <laughs> cool and that rounds
0: out so um what do we think it's currently predicted to go in Dom's favour here we've got 86 to 79 points we want to put any predictions out there on what the blowout could be
1: oh I don't we didn't say blowout did we We said upset upset sneak it sneak it by by 0.5 points (laughs) yeah I predict I predict a massive Connor week a big uh, Jonathan Taylor week and a big Tyler Lockett week and that kind of swiftly moved Bobby through (laughs) fair enough (laughs) Fingers crossed for the big W.
0: (laughs) On to the next one. We are going to review some starters and streamers. Aaron, do you want to take us through yours first? Give us a few starts and then a few streamers of the week.
1: yeah. We started this section with the idea that we were going to do one starter of the week. So maybe I'll do one or maybe I'll do more than one. But I, for me, this may be the only time I get to talk about him for you know <laughs> another, another seven or eight weeks. But my starter of the week this week is Josh Jacobs. <laughs> this is a perfect matchup for him. Uh, Carolina, yeah, you know, a decent team. To start with, so I think like the score is going to be racking up in that game. It's not going to be one sided, but I think that helps um, Josh Jacobs. It keeps the scripts neutral, and it means we can run more with him. I also think like comparing the two lines, you know, Raiders offensive line versus Carolina's defensive line. That is a huge mismatch. Like the Raiders have got five guys that played last year, started last year. Carolina have the youngest defense in the NFL. So it's, who are their who are their starting linebackers now. I don't even That's, know. I only not... know um Shaq Thompson.
2: Yeah, because I think I just I feel like uh Jacobs will have an edge there. They're, they're gonna miss Luke.
1: Yeah, they conceded the most a league high Russian touchdown number last year. So that was even with Kukli. So I could see Josh Jacobs having a bit of a field day this week. I probably jinxed it now. So this will be <laughs> my last start of the week. There'll never be a Raider. Um, we'll see.
2: We'll see. <laughs> Are we going Another, to have any punishments if our starts of the week fail miserably? You might need to think about that. <laughs>
1: That's a good idea, Start yeah. the
0: podcast show if you get it wrong.
1: Get people to <laughs> email in suggestions as to what we should do yeah, if yeah. our starts of the week are terrible. And then a couple of other names that get honourable mentions, I'd say. One is, uh, I kind of mentioned him before, but like the DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett combination. Uh, one thing I didn't mention before is, again, like... What, one of the most telling stats that you can look at supposedly for high fantasy points in a game is is the Vegas over under odds. And granted, they're not too accurate at the minute. Generally, when when you know it all kicks off, they they highlight high scoring games, which obviously means a lot of points of fantasy. So I, I'm quite looking forward to following that methodology this season, see if it works. Um, and I've picked two guys that kind of follow that. So the first one, as I say, is, is DK Metcalf slash Tyler Lockett. The Seahawks Atlanta game has the third highest over under at 49.5. And yeah, as I say, just taking advantage of those very average cornerbacks and defense. And then the other one is Will Fuller. So, Liam, I'd play him in your flex if I was you. Obviously, he's playing Houston, playing Kansas City on Thursday night. That game is the one that is touted to have the highest uh, over under at 54.5 points. And then as we mentioned like Brandon Cooks has got a soft tissue injury so I I can see absolutely no reason why Will Fuller isn't going to get like 10 plus targets. Nice. Uncle Bobby B, who you got for us?
2: My starter of the week is 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 uh unsurprisingly my my boy on for this league, Cam Newton. Uh as I alluded to earlier, I think I think Cam is going to be. I I don't know if he's going to be a a big play every every week. I'm hoping so, but I think this week in particular, I think I think the Patriots are going to be out with something to prove. I think that that Miami defense, whilst it is improved, I think um I I still don't think it's going to be. It's not going to be a top unit this year, and I think that Bill Belichick is going to just run Cam Newton into the ground. And I think that Cam is going to be the goal line back for that team. So I think any time, as long as the offense can can do something, unless they're completely shut down, which could happen because they've got like no receivers. But I think as long as the offense does something, it can get them, you know, into into the red zone. Then I think Cam is 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 the guy, and they're going to just pound him until he scores a couple of TDs. So I think Cam That's Newton's amazing. my my yeah. Cam Newton's my start. I think um. I, I'm just I'm really intrigued to see how how they use him um, I might be you know could be wrong but I think he's going to have a big year and I think I think they're just going to run him
1: uh, so, I like yeah, that we both big players from our teams
2: I know I'll try not to do that every week but you yeah. know hey you like him for a reason right pick, I, I'm not happy I was like going to say
0: picked him for a reason <laughs> true Lumley do you want to take us through your
1: streamers yeah let's do it. yeah this is an interesting segment that we're we're gonna, I guess, try out, isn't it? If we were to say we had a terrible fantasy squad, I mean, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna admit that my squad's rubbish, but you know, some of these these guys might. And you want a last minute stream, so maybe you know Dom Chow. This is this is for you. But <laughs> these are the guys that I would probably do this week. The first one is Joshua Kelly. A lot of beat writers are suggesting that. Uh, Austin Eckler's usage is isn't going to increase is like his rushing usage. I don't think that affects Eckler's value at all. And to be honest, he's never really been used as a Russian red zone threat. That's where Josh Kelly comes into play. He is he's a big back. Uh and supposedly he's looked pretty good in camp. And he's kind of overspoke like and uh, not officially on the dev chart, but people are saying he's overtaken Justin Justin Jackson. Yeah, Justin um, Jackson.
2: Yeah. yeah. But Justin Jackson did look good last year, but but he never, he yeah. barely ever played. He did. He barely got any snaps. It's one of those. Yeah, you, you don't know.
1: Um, so we'll see. But I think that that they could score quite a lot of points that next week against Cincy. That terrible D. And you know, all he needs is all he needs is one or two goal line carries, bangs in one or two touchdowns. Vulture. And uh, yeah, I mean that might be a theme for this year's Joshua Kelly taking uh, touchdowns away from Austin Eckler. We'll see.
2: I like I like that shout with the with the touchdowns. I'm not sure I, I don't think he's going to get many touches or at least not as many as you think. I think I think they're going to roll with Eckler as their guy, but I do think I think the goal line back thing is yeah Eckler's a smaller a smaller back and I could see uh yeah, I could see Josh Kelly do it taking on that role and ending ending the year with yeah whatever like seven touchdowns for 23 yeah. yards or something like
0: should DC pick him up and play him over AP? Do we think it's that level? Or is it going to be one of those running backs that you pick up and you never know quite when to play? I don't
2: think I'm as high as him as Aaron might be for this week. I would personally like to see how it goes. But but hey, what do
1: you think, Lindley? Got to take a flyer sometimes. I just think if it's going to be a week that you're going to do it, you, you should do it probably this week. Yeah, I guess week one, chuck it out there. But yeah, I mean... To count, just to counter what you were kind of saying a bit as well, Bob's like I, I actually agree. I kind of projected Eckler getting an, an uptake in Russian usage, uh, and I think that's kind of what accommodates for the fact that he probably won't get targeted anywhere near as much without Philip Rivers. But Austin Eckler has never been that good of a runner. He averaged like three point nine yards to carry last season, whereas Melvin Gordon was up in the fours. And I think San, I think San Diego, I think uh, Los Angeles know that, and that's kind of why they're quite happy to have a slightly more committee approach on the ground. So I, I do think he's got um, some standalone value. Like I could see him getting maybe 50 yards and, and a touchdown this week, which isn't too bad.
2: Fair, Nice.
1: Yeah. And then my other one, I wanted to highlight this matchup. And I, as my start of the week, I was going to choose to Sean Jackson, but <laughs> I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So instead <laughs> oh. I chose the streamer of the week as uh, uh, JJ Artega Whiteside. And make sure you don't Oof. say a Sega. Um, I figure. I figure. Yeah, Carson Wentz has to pass to someone. And Washington's cornerbacks, I saw the grading on their four kind of starters. One of them's Fabian Monroe, but I don't know who the rest of them are. Oh, Ronald Darby as well. Three of them were graded in the 130 out of 136 cornerbacks range, and one was in the 90s. So, generally, pretty horrendous cornerback play last year. And it sounds like he, JJ has taken a step from last year, so it wouldn't surprise me if you know he had the most targets on the team. I think Deshaun Jackson will lead them in air yards, but I think him or Zach Ertz will have the most targets this week. Bobs,
0: last and not least.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got two guys. Uh, one, I'll start with maybe the more obvious one. Um, going back to that Chargers matchup, uh, Tyrod Taylor, another QB. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think he's, he's one of these ones that I think you see a lot of fantasy experts talk about him. And I, I see a few people talk about him, but I haven't seen anyone who actually has him as their QB on their team. <laughs> uh, but he's one of those guys who, you know, when he plays, he, he, he always has fantasy value because, because he rushes. And I think he's, he's worth, he's worth a start. I think for people who've gone late QB, uh, and, and you want someone to, you know, to stream, like, chuck tyrod in this week why not he's he's probably going to put up some points and whilst they've said that he's going to be the starter for at least a couple of games probably more half the season uh if anyone's been watching hard knocks i don't think um herbert's you know anywhere near ready to to come in and and take that starting qb role so they're going to roll with tyrod they're going to do what they can to win he's he's definitely worth definitely worth a flyer this week and then and possibly for you know the first like half of the
1: season, I like it. That's a ballsy call. So, who who's your second quarterback in our concept league? Joe Burrow. Would you start Tyrod Taylor over Joe Burrow?
2: Ah, uh, tough. Close. Do you know what? I was really close to to picking up uh, Tyrod or a similar or um or a different one over over Joe Burrow for mm-hmm. at least for at least like the week weeks one or two to just see how that the offense looks, but. I thought in the end, I decided to back, back my draft on that one. Cause I like, I like Joe Burrow this year. I think he is going to be very, very good. And I think since his offense is, is going to run, look very different with him at the helm over yeah. the red rifle. <laughs>
1: He does look pretty cool. Looks pretty chill. Doesn't seem to phase him at all. So
2: yeah, he knows it. Like, like, he obviously knows what he's doing, and they've got they've got weapons. I'm. I think um the only thing about that uh you know when we're speaking about our concept league, so for people who don't know on our concept league, I think we've we've got the setting set for quite a high negative for interceptions, mm. and um and with Burrow being a rookie QB, I think he is going to throw a couple picks, and I think that might um that might hurt his fantasy value a bit, but I think uh for other leagues who don't punish interceptions quite as as much i think um i think burrow is also a good play uh my other my other streamer i've got um coming back to um you're speaking about philly riv earlier um the guy that i think he's going to be throwing to a lot is um tight end jack doyle oh okay yeah i think i think jack doyle is is a sneaky a sneaky tight end play this week um
1: Oh, he's just the least sexy pick you could. Oh yeah, up. yeah, <laughs>
2: incredibly unsexy. Very a, much so. A the... streaming option at tight
0: end.
1: He he would be the starting tight end of my least sexy pick with like Jarvis Landry there and like probably Lev Bell as well. And oh. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: um yeah it's, it's not it's not a sexy pick. He's um but like yeah he, he he's not he's what his like average average yards per catch is going to be something dismal. But, um, Philly Rivers got to throw it to someone. And, um, I think, I think certainly in this, like, like first game, early games, I think he's gonna, he's gonna look to those maybe more established guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think, and he likes, you know, Philip Rivers does, although, although, you know, he, he, he was chucking it up to Mike Williams every now and then, you know, last season, but he, he does, he does like to check it down. And I think, uh. I think Jack Doyle is going to be that guy on that team who's going to soak up those checkdown targets, those underneath balls, and and this week going up against they're um, going up against Jacksonville. I think this is the week to play him. You know, yeah. I I can't I can't that Jacksonville defense. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: it's definitely a good week.
2: <laughs> so so it's tough. I mean, like I'm not I'm not going to pick him up and play him over over my guy. Like I like I like Johnny Smith a lot, but I think I think for people who either aren't so sure about their tight end matchups this week or or maybe yeah, you yeah, know waited a lot on a waited a long time on a tight end, I think um Jack Doyle's definitely a guy that you could start this week and, and maybe even maybe even further on in the season on a, for a few
0: games.
1: Yeah, fair So yeah. Strong play so my
0: boys. Right, going into the final section, so in our normal week-to-week, we will be previewing uh, the upcoming matchups, and we'll we'll take a look back at matchups from the last week and you know poke a few fun at people. But for this this week, we are going to do a season preview and throw out some Super Bowl predictions, some MVP predictions, and then some of our own bowl predictions, as if we haven't done a few already. So. Should we run through the Super Bowl predictions first. Do you want to take us through
2: who
1: you've got in the final and then the ultimate champion? Mm, the
2: ultimate champion, <laughs> as they're officially known, it's what's
1: written on the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, I had, I'd wear that as a name tag to every training session for the next like five years. The ultimate champion. <laughs> the ultimate so, champion. all right, let, let me spin you a narrative or at least remind you of something. So there's a team last year that were one game away from the Super Bowl and were leading quite considerably going into the i think it was the last the last quarter maybe the second half and all that team have really done in the off season is become more acclimated to the system that they're in because they were being led by a quarterback who was signing free agency and they had a rookie receiver as their leading receiver and then oh they just signed one of the best defensive ends in all of football. Oof, like it. So I have the Tennessee Titans uh, making their way through. I think they're going to walk their league, their conference, and then get to the Super Bowl. And then from the other side, I have uh, a team that's perennially in or around the the big the big dance. And again, I think all they've pretty much done this season, this offseason, is sign... Um, an all pro safety. So I think Seattle are being very much ignored this year, maybe because it's you know one of the harder divisions in football. But I could quite comfortably see uh, Seattle absolutely schlobber knocking their way through every other competition uh, and getting yeah, to the big dance where they'll see Tennessee, and it'll be a bit of a bit of a slugfest in the final. But I'm going to take um, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll on their experience in the Super Bowl oh. and say that the Seahawks will win.
0: Another Super Bowl. Boo. You think you think Tannehill's gonna repeat how he was towards the end of last season and Henry's gonna run all over teams again?
1: I think Henry can definitely run all over teams again. I think Tannehill isn't isn't gonna repeat, but people people are quite easy to or quite quick quick to slate Tannehill. Uh, implying that this, you know, his is stats last year were ungodly. Yes, they were. But if you look back at his Miami days, He was not that bad at all. Um, He took Miami to the playoffs a couple of times. And this is with probably the most incompetent head coach. Yeah, yeah, I was
2: going to say the worst coach.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I think Tannehill is, if you can be, after a season like that, he is supremely underrated this year.
2: Uh, I like it. I do. I like the Titans this year. Uh, I I, I don't have them that high but but i do i do uh i can understand the reasoning and i can respect it and you know what i'd like to see it i enjoyed watching the titans last year their, their playoff run um last year was was just you know fun as a as a running back myself watching derrick henry just destroy teams single-handedly was incredibly satisfying and yeah here's to it we'd, we'd love
1: to see it again you're there wishing you weighed twice as much as you actually do, and with Derek Yeah, Henry yeah, size.
2: wishing. Yeah, if I could just, you know, like clone <laughs> myself, put myself on my shoulders, and then I'd maybe be almost as big as Derek Henry.
0: He'd <laughs> <laughs> still weigh <way> more. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. Uh, love it. Draw mine. you want oh, to yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shall I go? I think uh, so. I like I, I like your shouts there. And Seahawks. I, as much as I don't like, it, I had them as an as an honourable mention. I think they are going to do well. They win games, but but they're not they're not my guys from from the NFC. And uh, on the other side of things, I think it's going to be someone else who who's been to the the big game not too long ago. I think that the Super Bowl is gonna be a repeat of the Oh get out. The fun the fun but but ultimately disappointing twenty twelve bowl. and I think it's gonna be Ravens Niners.
3: <sighs>
0: <sighs> <sighs>
2: I think Yeah, I think I think Lamar Jackson's gonna get over his postseason, you know, little little chip on his shoulder. I think he's gonna have another big year and I think he's gonna do enough to, to overcome overcome the Chiefs the Titans whoever else he's got to do it and I think he's going to prove everyone wrong and he's going to get to the big game I think the Niners have you know, losing to Forrest Buckner was was a big one but then they've got Kinlaw in there and I think otherwise ugh, the, the receiver injuries are shit at the moment but I think I think that will solve itself as the season goes on and I think yeah. Jimmy G takes another step forward this year as well and perhaps shuts up a few people but not not, not much though because I mean they're just going to run the ball again the Niners are going to be good yeah I
1: would say you're one gonna receiver there. shy of being like the best team in the NFC yeah. I think. I wouldn't
2: be surprised to see him make a similar move like they did for Sanders like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Um I I reckon they'll they'll trade for for maybe either a big time receiver if their guys don't work out or or maybe just like another piece like another vet to come in and sort of help them get over the line but I think they've got enough to to overcome Anyone else there? I think. I think you know. You got like the Seahawks, the Saints, are both going to be good again. But I think the Niners can handle them. Mm. And I think yeah, we're looking Niners Ravens Super Bowl. And then I think I'm going to back my boys, the Niners, to to do it this year. I think. I think to hit that Ravens to Sanders
1: and walk in <laughs> to
2: touchdown. And I just think off. I think the Ravens won't be. I think I think the Ravens won't be able to stop George Kettle I think they won't be able to they won't be able to fully handle the Niners run game and I think whilst Lamar Jackson is ridiculous, I think that Niners defence is gonna at least limit limit him and what he can do. Mm. But we'll see. So yeah. I About my boys to go all the way this time.
1: I like it. I like it. Right. You heard it here first That's as well. Although mid season, Odell Beckham is sick of Cleveland, gets traded to 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> He'll leave
0: behind his boy Landry. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Right, guys. boys, boys, boys. In the famous words of Natalie and "I am torn. <laughs> I cannot pick." On the NFC side, I've got. I got because <laughs> you gotta have faith. No, so on the AFC side, I think it's close between. I like both of the teams. All of them, all of them have been mentioned so far. We got Ravens, KC, and Titans. I see the Ravens pushing through there again. I'm with Bobby on this one. Um, and then on the NFC side, I really like two teams, but I'm gonna go with one who I think have been shunned in the playoff picture, but they're always there. They've got a veteran QB who I think deserves to get to the Super Bowl one last time and, and make a run for it. And I'm going to go with the Saints here. I think they've been in the playoff picture the last few years. I think they deserve to get there and I think they will get there this year.
1: Fourth time lucky.
0: Yeah, I don't know who. I. I think the Ravens potentially edge it. I think it's a close one, but I think the Ravens take it. Me and Bobby like both boys. picking home teams here, yeah. Yeah, I sure no, know, but no. <laughs> Yeah, you told
3: the
1: back your Raiders, Aaron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> right, so up
1: next we've got MVP,
0: Lindley, do you want to break down who you've uh, who you put forward here?
1: Yeah, and to be honest, I'm not really sure why I picked him. Um, kind of want to go against the grain a little bit, it, it Hasn't felt like in the past few years that so the MVP's been the same uh, as the previous year. So I didn't want to say Jackson. Um, I think a very obvious choice is Mahomes. That they are set up to be class. But yeah. I really do believe that the Buffalo Bills could be uh, a very good team this year. They are they are built right. They don't have any kind of any inconsistencies throughout their lineup. Seemingly, it, it's it's a very very strong lineup. Solid on offense, solid on defense. They picked a couple of people up in the draft who were kind of just just improving the depth even more. And I think all of that would help will help them move towards a solid record, which is kind of the start of, of an MVP campaign. And I think Josh Allen is going to be so much better with the help of Stefan Diggs. And, you know, they've arguably got one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. Might be a bit of a bulge shout that, but... You know, I think Stefan Diggs is going to help him in the areas that he struggled. Yeah, you're going to see some some lordy passing numbers from him, and also some pretty solid rushing numbers. So, Josh Allen MVP, go put your bet on now.
2: I mean, um, nice.
1: I think you're wrong, but <laughs>
2: I think you spoke about like like what, what, what was it you said? Did did you say something about uh, the Bills having consistency? And I think I think they do have a lot of consistency, but I think the thing that is not consistent is Josh Allen's accuracy.
1: <laughs> He's only been getting uh, better. He's only been improving. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's been improving
2: and getting
1: better. Uh, now I think I think I think
2: I'll have a good year, but um, I think until he learns to throw the ball better, he will not be in the MVP race. He'll be good, but no. I I don't I don't think he's gonna be up there. I think uh my picture. Who pick's do you think's gonna be up there, Bobby? I think uh I I think I think, you know, Benson was there talking about t- talking about um Drew Brees and the Saints having, you know, one last hurrah. I think I think there's another aging quarterback who might have one last hurrah. I think that's Tom Brady.
1: Do you know what? I like that. Oh. I, I think I, I torn between Tom Brady as well.
2: Yeah, I think uh I think I think he is he's gonna be so fired up. I think the only thing is whether he gets the Payton Manning syndrome and his arm strength goes randomly. But like there's no sign of that happening yet. Obviously there's no sign of Peyton either. I think as long as he can, you know, keep healthy, keep his keep his body in good shape, which obviously he's you know, he's big on, I think he has a chance to with that, you know, loaded Tampa Bay offense to to come in and do something special. I think if he can, if he can, if he can take them to the playoffs, and like I don't think, I don't, yeah, they're, they're not going to go all the way, Tampa Bay. I don't think they will anyway. But I think they they have a chance to to do something quite exciting with that team. So um, I reckon, yeah, I think Tom Brady one last one last big 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 season gets the MVP, and then who knows, maybe sails off into the sunset afterwards. <laughs> flies
0: off. I don't. I don't Except think he's he got a two-year contract. Um, so I was having a quick look back to see the last previous non-QB MVP which was AP all day in 2012 Yeah, I cannot see any running backs having that calibre of season currently, Um, I think given what Christian McCaff did last year I I know he's in the running for it but it was never really going to be anyone else but Lamar, so I can't see it being a non-QB And we want to stay away from the boring picks of Lamar or Mahomes. So I'm going to throw a slightly different one out there. And I think if his defense can keep him in games and play a lot better than they did last year, I think Kyler Murray could be Mm. up for MVP this season. I think with Hopkins around to throw to and a bit more of a pass and attack and with his defense potentially playing a bit better and keeping him in games, he could be relevant. And I...
1: I think it could be good. I like that. I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, Dark Horse Kyler Murray is a yeah real interesting player. It's going to be really exciting. Like like you say, if that team can be a bit more consistently competitive, it'll be yeah really interesting to see see him sort of take that next step and take that leap up. He could turn out to be a real fantasy winner. I think yeah. a lot, I've seen a few other people talking about him being the. Almost like you know, maybe the next Lamar Jackson in terms of a QB who you don't have to draft right at the top. Although he was going fairly high, who might you know he he does have a possibility of being QB one if if everything went well. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like it though, good pick.
0: Boom, and then the final section, my favorite part. We've got our bold predictions for the season. I'm guessing this can be NFL or fantasy related. Lindley, do you want to take us through yours?
1: Yes. And I think similar to what we were talking about with the starters of the week, I think that we should have some form of punishment, or maybe if these come true, the the other two should do some form of punishment. I don't know what. Um, oh yeah, we'll have a think about that, listeners. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. So, I am a, a man who goes in on a trend, and I <laughs> I love seeing uh, kind of social media snowballs and and you know, guys who are, who are all over social media and guys that are a bit out there and, you know, speak their mind. Guys who have big mustaches or wear jeggings <laughs> regularly. And that's kind of what inspired me to, for, this, for this bold prediction. Not just, not just complete hype, though, not just complete... It's, it's not from complete love for the man. Every time I do my projections, I struggle to keep this guy out of the top 12. Uh, is that because he's incredible? Uh nah. Is it because his defense is, is horrendous? It definitely helps. Is there a love for DJ Shark as well? Yep. So my bold prediction is that Gardner Minshew th- finishes the year in the top 12 as a QB1. That's, That's bold.
0: Good. Are you going to win some, uh, some Budweiser as well? You haven't drafted him <laughs> anywhere, have you? No.
1: Nah. If he finishes in the top 12... Those that did will be quite close to winning the league. Eight. Eh? <laughs>
0: oh, that's
2: good. Oof, I like it. I like Gardner. Top twelve. Mm, mm. There's a lot of other q- good QBs.
0: It's bold. It's certainly bold.
1: I just, I can see almost like a Winston-esque year, but less interceptions.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what you're hoping for, I guess. So he's just gonna go fuck it. Just We're losing every, every game. Single game. Garbage time, touchdowns galore.
1: Chris Thompson kind of cements that fact as well. So <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, we'll you see, guys yeah. have been as bold. I have. I think oh, yeah. I've been.
2: I think I've been as bold. <laughs> um, do you want my one? Go for it, Bobs. I'm um, I'm backing another one of my guys here. Um, this guy, you'll you'll probably guess it pretty soon. He um, he runs behind the best offensive line in football. It's uh, my man Jonathan Taylor. No, the think beast. The beast. I think. He, he, yeah, Marlon Mack's a good running back. You know, I like I like Marlon Mack, but he, he can't stay healthy. And when you look at just the pure talent, Jonathan Taylor is—he really is a beast. Look at his yeah. college highlights. It's sick.
1: Like he's got shoulders wider than the Danube. He's,
2: he's 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 a big boy and he's quick. You've seen his feet. He is quick. Ooh. Jonathan Taylor. So I so, I, so I like Jonathan care. Taylor. <laughs> A lot of ghost. He's, he's <laughs> running behind r- running behind Big Q as well on that offensive line. I just think big Q Big Q I think Love he's it. gonna he's they're they're gonna they're gonna ground and pound. He is gonna he's gonna run all over teams and I think it won't take long before he cements himself as as the alpha, the big dog in that backfield. <laughs> So I think I think Jonathan Taylor is
1: going to finish as a top five running back. for fantasy okay. End of the year. Okay, I thought you were going to say oh. top twelve, and I'd have dispelled that no, as not being bold enough. I think.
2: No, no, top five, top five. I reckon. I think. I think you've got. I think you've got a couple of guys out. Uh, you know who who are definite top RB options there. Your obvious choices, but I reckon. I reckon he's going to. I reckon he could sneak into into the top five.
0: And you'd love that, Bobby, with your. Uh, and it's your the only team, way like. that
2: my team have a chance of winning anything.
0: So. <laughs> Slide that in there. <laughs> right, I'm up. I'm up last. Okay, let me let me try and spin spin this narrative and, and win you over. Suck
1: yourself up. We can get like a hacker going before, like on hard knocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so people laughed. People laughed when. When I drafted this player, you know, the first, the first unsticker player off the board, they said. And they were not laughing when AP got traded away. They were not (laughs) laughing. Now, another running (laughs) back has officially been
1: released. (laughs) Tails were firmly between their legs, I think.
0: (laughs) And now another running back has been announced ahead of him in the depth chart. And that has wavered by... uh, my thoughts on this player, uh, and I have picked up that other player just in case, um, I think Antonio Gibson, and I am doubling down just because I'm stubborn and if nobody had ever mentioned anything, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about him, but I'm doubling down <laughs> regardless. Antonio Gibson, by the end of the year, will be the Washington star and will be a top 12 running back.
1: Oh, I mean, I hope he'd be uh, the starter if he was a top 12 running back. <laughs> unless he gets like 100 points in one game <laughs>
0: I thought I'd clarify he he takes over the winning job but I think, I think he will take over I know that Washington have said when, when they released AP that they want a bell cow running back they want a three down running back they don't want a committee they don't want a 1A, 1B so whoever takes that starting job will be getting the majority of the yards the only thing I don't like is the fact that they are most likely not going to be in many games um, that's the only downside. But I still think if he's getting
1: all the touches, yeah, he's got the passing upside as well. I guess being a yeah, receiver yeah. in college, but you didn't know that,
2: did you? His college receiving, yeah, his receiving stats are way better than his. He, he had a lot more receiving action than rushing action. I think if anything, that's that's more the question mark around him is is um, if he could he could he do that bell cow role and and do all those carries. The
1: tackles, so. but I mean, we've, we've picked three athletic freaks there for our bold predictions, yeah. really, haven't we? Um, two guys that are pretty much the mold of the Hulk and exactly the same <laughs> as each other, and yeah, and, well, the man who can grow the pretty best bald. mustache in all, and the they'll say a guy with an absolutely superb <laughs> mustache <laughs> and big old legs.
0: And if that's <laughs> not athletically pleasing, I don't know what is <laughs> right on to the last. Section this week, we're gonna go through question time. submitted, um, Lindley. do you want to take us through what that question is, it was inspired I believe by yourself by three requests over the last week
1: so uh, to be honest this might be more of a call to action for anybody that feels like they you know, they, they're good at drafting fantasy football teams I'm debating starting up a, a personal um, fantasy consulting business where we are essentially hired uh, by people, obviously not animals and um, we come in and we essentially draft and manage teams for people in in home leagues, and you're thinking, well, there's there's no there's no business behind that. Well, <laughs> I was in a draft last night. It was a ten pound entry fee, ten man league. Second place gets their winnings back. Their sorry, their their entry fee back. Winner takes ninety pounds home. That draft was just the biggest abomination I have ever seen. <laughs> so if i can get like you know 20 percent of the cut from the winnings i think i think there's a market for that anyway i digress well the question is is you have an hour to explain to someone explain to someone who has never watched a, a game of american football maybe a bath killer bees game um for half an hour <laughs> and pissing wet never watched an nfl game un- knows no players and doesn't know how the draft works Anything like that? What would you tell them? You have an hour. Do
0: you do you just give them a board? Oh, is or is that cheating? Do they have to kind of? You have to give
2: them. I don't two, think. And they can well, I don't think that's. I don't think giving them a board's enough. I think I if think you gave them just.
1: Sorry. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, yeah, giving them a board is 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 fair. Um, I think that is definitely the best thing you can do. Just follow off this list, but. <laughs> And I guess that's assumed, but what but is there anything else that you'd do on top of that?
0: So high level, you've got a you've gotta quickly explain how the snake of the draft works and I think you've gotta quickly tell them where you wanna take certain players. You you know, you're going for a two running back approach first, you're going for a three running back approach first, don't draft a QB till late round, although I went against that my own advice. Um I think you're breaking down then key players that they want to target in later rounds. Yeah. And then and then do you explain American football to them with the twenty minutes you've got left? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think explaining the positions um is a legitimate part of it. <laughs> Being like, yeah, you know, running backs do this. Um I think I think yeah, I think
2: that's the yeah, explaining the positions and the rosters. Yeah. Like you need a QB, this is what he does. He throws, you need you need two running backs, they run. You need two receivers, they catch. You need a tight end, he also catches. <laughs> and then you need you need you need a defence, you need a kicker, but no one cares about them, so it's fine. I would do it.
0: I reckon to you could do it in like five to minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to relate this back to my job currently, I'm I'm going on holiday for two weeks and I'm I'm trying to teach a few people things that I do that nobody else can do that are fairly complex, which could be considered to be fantasy football. It's a complex moving target. And I've adopted the approach of not giving them any context whatsoever and <laughs> just saying, click click these buttons. <laughs> do this, do that. Yeah. With, with pictures of this. And I'm, I'm in an internal battle in my head as to whether this should follow the same approach, whether do this monkey is a good approach or whether you want to explain and allow them some kind of freedom and, and choice.
1: That was definitely the internal debate that I had with myself and being a kind of analytic-y, statistic-y kind of guy, 20 minutes into my hour, I realised that my original approach of trying to explain uh, why you shouldn't draft a quarterback early and the points differential between the first quarterback taken, the 12th quarterback taken probably was too much. And it actually got to and the then point you where she just, to, uh... she just pretty much made me draft for her.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, and then you said to... You told her to take Minshew in so that you could get a cut of that first beer crate when she went the league. <laughs> and to be honest, I,
1: she could have taken Minshew first and I think she'd still be in with a chance seeing some of the guys that they drafted. Like I think. Did, Gronk did was Rogers go in like three? Yeah, Rogers was early. Gronk was the third wide was, uh, third tight end off the board. Nice. Oh, well. Stefan Diggs, I remember seeing Stefan Diggs, he was in the top twelve as well. I don't know why. <laughs> But um, big sticking point that I had was I provided her with my list of, and this will make sense to you guys, sorry, the worst players that you would want in each of the positions. So I had RB1 and I had um, three guys that I think are kind of the bottom of that tier and you can't leave a draft without them being your RB1. And I did that for two, three, four, five, blah, 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 all the way through. And so she looks at my list and I have Chris Carson's my RB3. And it's like, if, if you don't leave the, you know, if you don't leave a draft yeah. with, with a good flex mm-hmm. running back option, essentially is what I was getting at, you're not going to do that well. And, and I highlighted him in blue as well because he's my key. I'll be free. And she was like, So if I get first pick, and she calls him Chris, if I get first pick, <laughs> uh, am I taking Chris over Christian McCaffrey? And I was like, oh, do- No. Do- got a whole <laughs> list in some ways, you know. Um oh, man. But she got there in the end. This is to the be one- fair to her.
0: This was the one, Bobby, where I, I think, did, did she get Mark Andrews in the eighth and like six tight ends are already off the board?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Damn. about yeah. 15 quarterbacks.
0: This At this point, though, home leagues, any yeah. draft strategy kind of just go out the window? Because you almost can't, you, you're telling her to draft like a normal draft, but if Kamara could still be on the board, and Chris Carson is, and she might pick Carson.
1: (laughs) So that I mean that that was what I was saying to her. You know that was what she thought. I've already got two running backs, but you know Alvin Kamara is there. Maybe I'll take Chris Carson. It's like wow, you've got to kind of follow the list at some point. We took Joe Mixon with like the fourteenth running back, I think, as our second running back. And um, and she was, you know, she was ready to take someone like um Austin Eckler, and I was like, I just you know, in a standard league, I was like, you've got to follow the board and Mixon's been left up there, so. <laughs> but there I go. think
0: we all need, I, th- I think this is almost a therapeutic side league is what we need, where we can just go in and, and set a team each week that we know is like kind of our dream team. Mm. <laughs> just to kind of de-stress from the, from the concept league and, and from the league. Just to have like a little side league where you go in and Oh look, I can start McCaffrey, Saquon, and Zeke this week. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and have a choice
1: of yeah, like three good receivers that you could you could put in for your already two great receivers. Yeah. You know, instead of yeah. being like, Fuck, do, do I, I need to
0: wave? Do forward. I want to play Thomas and Julio, or do I want to put Tyreek in this week? <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. like it.
0: Let's wrap it up there then, boys. We can take that little therapeutic side league away and turn that into some kind of business idea, I'm sure. Right. We will see you next week when we will be able to review our first fantasy football uh, Actual football to talk about. Exciting. Nice. Crazy. Right. See you then, boys. Sick. Peace. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.